So, Don Vanetta, since we spoke last about all of the chaos, all of the palace intrigue inside of the Washington Commanders, in the front office in particular, something significant happened last Wednesday? Something none of us thought would ever happen? We start with a developing story in Washington. Adam, what more can you tell us? Laura, Dan and Tanya Snyder have hired Bank of America to look into and explore the idea that they would sell the commander's franchise. Forbes magazine says that Snyder and his bankers are exploring all options, and a transaction could be for the entire team or a minority stake. Now Washington fans may be getting what they'll consider their biggest win of the season, with the announcement that the commanders are exploring potential transactions, including selling the team. Pablo, on Wednesday, November 2nd, Dan and Tanya Snyder announced that they had hired Bank of America to explore potential transactions involving the team. Hmm. This announcement sent shockwaves across the NFL and was met with quite a bit of joy, albeit cautious joy in the Washington, D.C. area. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> a little, little, little shimmy. Love the little shimmy. <laughs> I want a team I can be proud of, like the Nationals or the Capitals. It's just a shame that they've been what they are for so long. But hopefully, if Dan Sider sells, you know, it'll be a bright future. Throughout the years of investigations, fines, And all the condemnation from fellow owners and fans, Dan Snyder, of course, has vowed he would never sell the team, even went as far as saying he would never accept and would fight any decision where his fellow owners voted him out. Yeah, we'll follow up on all of that in a second here. But but Don, you've been investigating this story this whole time. How did we get to this moment? Well, I'm unsure exactly what led to the Snyder's decision, Pablo, but after all the legal issues, all the investigations, including this most recent one that's been opened by the Justice Department involving the team's finances, the Snyders could have finally decided enough is enough. But here's the problem. There's also some league sources telling us that this isn't just about him leaving the team at all. It may just be about money and keeping every option open. Mm. In other words, Dan Snyder might not be going anywhere after all. So the Washington Commanders lost by three to the Vikings at home yesterday. But the biggest story in the NFL was happening off the field and up in the stands and then out into the concourses, into the parking lots where chants of sell the team were echoing, echoing a little differently off of the walls of a stadium that so many fans and NFL owners all want torn down. Because as old as those chants obviously are, this is the first time that Dan Snyder has officially admitted that he is actually considering selling this team and getting rid of himself. So today, we ask three-time Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Don Vanatta to follow the money here just as the Justice Department is doing that same thing. And he explains why a sale finally feels inevitable. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Monday, November 7th. This is ESPN Daily. So, Don, there I was on Wednesday, not anticipating that the Dan Snyder news, the potential sale, would would drop. And then a couple hours later, 
I see your byline with a new investigative report that helped clarify some things that I still need clarified. So what happened here? What specifically triggered your most recent bit of reporting? We found out, Pablo, that the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia has opened a criminal investigation into allegations that the Washington commanders engaged in financial improprieties. Sources told us that the prosecutors are focused on several areas and that the inquiry was triggered by a letter that the House Committee on Oversight and Reform sent to the Federal Trade Commission and several attorneys generals back in April that alleged deceptive business practices. Now, the AGs in Virginia, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. are also investigating the allegations of financial improprieties. So these serious allegations of financial deception, we now know, in other words, that federal prosecutors are looking into them. And, and all of it stems, incidentally, from the ongoing congressional investigation into the commanders that has been happening over the past year. Uh, remind us what the House Committee found. In its letter to the FTC, the House committee said it had found evidence of deceptive business practices over the span of more than a decade, which included the team withholding ticket revenue from visiting teams and refundable deposits from fans. Mm. The committee outlined through the testimony of former employees and access to emails and documents, a pattern of alleged financial impropriety by owner Dan Snyder and senior team executives. At one point in 2016, the team allegedly retained up to $5 million in deposits paid by 2,000 season ticket holders while also concealing shareable revenue from the league, according to the committee. One former team employee testified before Congress saying the team had two separate financial books, one with underreported ticket revenue that went to the NFL and the full complete picture. So this allegation is that Dan Snyder hid revenue from his partners his fellow owners. Mm. So there are two groups here that were allegedly deceived and underpaid by the commanders. One of them is the fans who were expecting to have their deposits refunded. That's pretty easy to grasp. But the other is Snyder's fellow owners who were expecting money that they did not get from ticket sales. So how can that even happen mechanically? How does revenue sharing work in the NFL when it comes to tickets and attendance? The league has a 60-40 split. The home team keeps 60% of the ticket revenues and 40% of the revenues go to the away teams in a pot that's shared by everybody. The allegation that was made before the congressional committee is that there was a skimming off of that amount of money that was gonna be shared with the other owners. And inside the Washington franchise, this skimming of revenues was known as juice. And so the point of juice, why juice the books in this way? How did they juice the books in this way, allegedly? Well, according to the testimony given to Congress, financial misconduct included making it intentionally difficult for season ticket holders to recoup refundable deposit money, counting some of these leftover funds as a different kind of revenue that doesn't need to be shared with the league, and shifting money from ticket sales for NFL games to other events at FedEx Field, as a way of hiding that money from the league. And there's a whistleblower here named Jason Friedman, a former executive with the Commanders. He was the longtime vice president of sales and customer service. He said ticket sales from Washington games were shifted not only to a Kenny Chesney concert in 2013, but also to a 2014 Navy Notre Dame college football game as a way to juice revenue for the Commanders and keep it off the books shared with the NFL and Dan Snyder's fellow owners. 
Now, again, to be clear about this, Pablo, this is an allegation that Dan Snyder purposefully hid revenues from his partners, his fellow owners. And it's something that aggravates, annoys, even infuriates some owners. Dan Snyder's messing with their money. And that's crossing a line that for some, he should never have crossed. Yeah, and to be clear here, Don, these are accusations, allegations that we covered earlier this year. But the new, especially explosive part is that the federal government is actually investigating this. Yes, it's a Justice Department investigation being run by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia. There will be witnesses testifying before a grand jury. Subpoenas will be flying. And what's at stake here is potentially criminal charges against the team and even possibly team executives, including Dan Snyder. And I understand one owner is extremely concerned about this and believes it's changed the dynamic and made it even more serious for Dan Snyder. So what was the team in the league's response here to this latest news? Team spokesperson Gene Medina had no comment, but provided a statement from attorney John Brownlee of Holland and Knight, who represents the commanders. It is not surprising that ESPN is publishing more falsehoods based solely on anonymous sources given today's announcement, Brownlee said last Wednesday, about the allegations of financial improprieties that are being investigated by the Justice Department. We are confident that after these agencies have had a chance to review the documents and complete their work, they will come to the same conclusion as the team's internal review, that these allegations are simply untrue. Regarding the federal criminal investigation, NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said, we will decline to comment. And the NFL in April engaged former SEC chair Mary Jo White to look into this matter, McCarthy said. The review is ongoing. This federal investigation now, as we await clarity on so many different things, is there a belief that this federal investigation is what prompted the Snyders to hire Bank of America to finally explore selling this team? It's certainly the last bit of bad news that Snyder has heard, but there are a lot of reasons why Snyder may be finally ready to throw in the towel. The first and maybe one of the most important is his failure to get a new stadium. He had Maryland and Virginia fighting amongst themselves to pony up public money <laughs> just seven or eight months ago. And now neither state wants a stadium for Dan Snyder in their state. We're told Snyder's facing immense financial pressures. You know, Pablo, just a couple weeks ago, the team bounced a $14,000 check. Mm. It was the top prize in a 50-50 raffle. There's rumors he's running out of cash and can't pay the Bank of America debt that he had to raise to buy out his three limited partners for nearly $1 billion. And then there's also the fact that he's been talking bad about his fellow owners, saying he's got enough dirt on them and Roger Goodell to blow up the league. Right. That, of course, is not set well with any of them. So for all of those reasons, many owners no longer want Dan Snyder in their exclusive club. The clock is ticking. Coming up, how much time Dan Snyder may have left. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs of real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. 
and you, like me, are on the go a lot. Taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So, Don, I just want to get back to the big announcement that we started the show with, which is that Dan Snyder has hired Bank of America to explore potential transactions involving the team. That's the wording that he decided to use. And there are now theories, obviously, floating around, whether this is real, whether this is a bluff, whether this is just him buying more time. But what is the reality behind this decision as you best understand it as of today? Well, the best I can tell, Pablo, from the sources I've spoken with is the team is in some financial trouble. One source said he heard the team has developed cash flow problems. We've also heard Snyder is telling confidants he's exploring and would be open to two possible options. One is an outright sale of the team if the highest offer is so big he wouldn't be able to turn it down. Mm. Or two, take on a 10 to 15% limited partner and use that cash estimated to be around 700 or $800 million to build his new stadium completely with private money and cash borrowed from other sources. Now, I should say that other sources are saying, well, wait a minute. The Snyders are planning on selling the franchise, okay, 100%. And they are not thinking of selling a piece to one or more partners. And when you think about it, Pablo, it may simply be because what partner wants to go into business with Dan Snyder and only own a tiny piece of the team? And Snyder may be feeling the same way. As one source told me, Dan Snyder hated having partners and doesn't want any again. I want to follow up on just that offer that you alluded to before, an offer so big that he could not turn down. What would it take for that guy to finally want to leave the NFL? Well, we're hearing that $8 billion is his magic number, but that could also be the number that's floated out there to actually get $6 billion, which would easily shatter the record for an NFL franchise set by the sale of the Denver Broncos at $4.65 billion. Now, we're also hearing that part of Snyder's strategy could be a ploy to get Amazon founder and Washington Post owner Jeff Bezos to bid for the team. This would add fuel to Snyder's contention that the Post was out to get him so Bezos could step up and purchase the commanders. And no matter the price, the potential economics here are truly remarkable. Think about this. Snyder bought the team and the stadium for $800 million in 1999. Man. Since then, he's run a storied franchise into the ground. His stadium is falling down. And the team is valued to be worth $5.6 billion by Forbes. <laughs> Pablo, this is a team that is dead last in the NFL in total revenues. Right. It just reminds us of an amazing fact about owning an NFL franchise. You could do everything wrong, make every mistake possible, <laughs> and still cash out at a 700% profit. Yeah, Don, it's a business that we just don't really see an analog for anywhere else in American life. And so Jeff Bezos, who is obviously extraordinarily wealthy. What does he need to get into the running here? Who are the bidders in this marketplace? 
Jeff Bezos is somebody who can write a check for a new stadium, which has certainly gotten the attention of Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, and the other NFL owners. The Bezos bid is also reportedly going forward with a partner, Jay-Z, which also adds some appeal to his attempt to get the team. Jay-Z being a minority partner in that arrangement, as it were. But who else are they considering? The NFL owners also want there to be a black majority owner. It's long past time. And Byron Allen, who is a black media entrepreneur, is also rumored to be considering a bid. There's at least two other wealthy individuals and groups, including a couple folks who bid for the Broncos who might be interested in stepping up to the plate. And so what's just the timetable for something like this, for this bid? That's unclear, Pablo. I would guess months. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but we could see something happen during the offseason. And just on the matter of there being all of these legal actions pending that we've now exhaustively chronicled against the team, is that solely Snyder's burden to figure out post-sale, or do the new owners take any of that as part of the deal? I think the investigations that are targeting the team are going to outlast a sale, unfortunately, for whoever ends up buying the team. Certainly the debts are inherited by any new owner. Mm. So I think some of the bad legacy will be inherited, but certainly there will be a lot of goodwill for any new owner, though, in the Washington, D.C. area. After the break, why a new owner now feels... All but guaranteed. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. So, Don, I'm just doing a basic back-of-the-envelope calculation here. There have been 20 days in between this story and the last story that you came on the podcast to discuss, right? That was October 13th when you had the story about Snyder telling confidants that he had dirt on fellow owners, that he had enough dirt to blow up the whole league. What exactly changed? What happened in those intervening days? After our story dropped, there were shockwaves felt across the league. A lot of owners were outraged to hear that Snyder was talking about them in that manner. 
And I think the momentum carried over to the NFL owners meetings the following week in New York when Colts owner Jim Ursay came out and told reporters. I just think um, what's happened in the workplace, you know, having three daughters, seven granddaughters, um, to me, um, it's something that I think serious consideration has to be given to the removal. And we have complete authority to do that. And then two weeks after that, Ursay said that the owner should decide Snyder's fate after the Mary Jo White report is completed. Now, we should say here that Snyder sent a letter to all the owners right after Ursay's comments calling for unity and denying the allegations in our report. But certainly the momentum was growing day by day, Pablo, among the owners that this is an untenable situation. Snyder has run out of options and the only result here is a vote and it would be an unprecedented vote of 24 owners out of 32 to remove him as owner or simply have him on his own come to the conclusion that he should sell the team. Yeah, I mean, Jim Ursay coming out with his own face, with his own voice, with his own name attached to all of these comments, Don, we have also just never seen an NFL owner behave that way. Is it your understanding that he represents a faction of owners within the NFL? And how big would you say that faction is as you understand it? As I understand it, it's quite a few owners that Ursay was speaking for. Remember, we spoke to more than 30 sources for our report on October 13th. We had owners and top executives saying about Dan Snyder that he's run out of options. He has no friends among the owners with the possible exception of Jerry Jones. And even there, some support is quickly eroding. And so I really feel that Ursay was the first owner to speak on behalf of the unnamed people who talked to us for our story on October 13th. So for that faction of owners, Don, just to be very blunt about this, is hiring Bank of America enough here or will they not stop until he is out of the league entirely? Certainly there's some owners, Pablo, that would be fine if Snyder did sell a minority stake and got a new stadium. These are owners that feel the most important thing Snyder needs to do is get a new stadium. But for the vast majority of the owners, as I understand it, just hiring Bank of America and selling a portion of the team is not enough. For them, Snyder needs to go. You mentioned just a second ago, Don, that Jerry Jones had been the ally that everyone thought of when they thought of Dan Snyder's friends in the league. But seemingly that also in recent days has take another step forward in your understanding of it. Catch me up on what I should know. Well, on Friday, Jerry Jones made some curious comments that actually were difficult to unpack. Well, uh, I don't think uh, I was necessarily surprised uh, because uh, he recently acquired uh, a very significant portion of the team, about 40% from his other partners. And at the same time, He's entertaining uh, the building of a new stadium. Uh, the acquisition of the partnership interest, as well as the building of the new stadium, is going to require huge economic resources, almost unthinkable e economic resources. But if you read between the lines of what Jerry Jones said, it sounds as if he knows Snyder is desperately over leveraged. Mm. And Jones recognizes Snyder can't get a new stadium without a minority partner poning up significant cash. So 
Snyder's cash problems clearly are a problem for the entire league. Because at one point, Jerry Jones says, well, you got to do something about Washington. We, meaning it's a problem for all the owners. No, Don, in these two episodes we've done just weeks apart now, it is really hard not to notice the recurring theme of, of money being such an enormous issue here. Maybe the issue here. I mean, the wall's closing in because Dan Snyder could not get a new stadium built, which affects, obviously, the amount of revenue that they can get via tickets, which then affects the amount of money that's shared with owners. His fellow owners, as we discussed earlier, is one thing. But then just to return to what we started with, which is juice the idea that this team was allegedly withholding money that would have been sent to the rest of the league. It seems like following the money here is what brought us to this point, too. It's always about following the money, isn't it? And if you follow the money with this story, you find out that there isn't as much money that should be shared with the owners by Dan Snyder than what they expect. And that's the cardinal sin among these NFL owners. His team is dead last in total revenues. He's alleged to have withheld money from them. And, you know, we've talked for so long about the toxic workplace culture, the sexual misconduct allegations. Yes. Costing your fellow owners money is the last straw. Mm. Jeff Bezos can write a check for a new stadium. Stan Kroenke moved the Rams from L.A. with Jerry Jones's blessing and wrote a check for $6 billion to build SoFi Stadium. Here's Dan Snyder's problem. He can't write a check for a new stadium. Yeah, Don, it sounds like we're just analyzing now a, a quite literal cost-benefit analysis in which the costs are actual financial costs. Those seem to be the things taking precedence over all the other concerns even about, as you said, toxic workplace culture and misconduct and how they've allegedly treated women and so forth and so on. But Dan Snyder also has been known as quite combative, Don, and I'm curious what he has sounded like as all of these walls seem to have been closing in. Well, one of the really striking things, Pablo, is how few people have defended him. The only defenders of Dan Snyder is his lawyer, John Brownlee of Holland and Knight, and an unnamed commander spokesperson. There hasn't been any former executives, current employees, with the exception of team president Jason Wright, who have stepped up and defended Dan Snyder and his behavior and his management of the team. It's been completely quiet. So amid that conspicuous quiet, Don, at the end here, how does all of this resolve, do you think, for Dan Snyder and his Washington commanders? Dan Snyder said he'd never change the name of the team. Never. And he did it just two years ago when he ran out of options. He's insisted he'd never sell the team, the team that he loved growing up in the Washington, D.C. area, but he's run out of options. He's got no friends left. There's no financial rescue package coming, it seems. There may be 24 owners who would vote him out after a Mary Jo White investigative report drops. Perhaps it won't happen as soon as fans would like, but it seems inevitable he'll sell the team. Dan Snyder's a member of the most exclusive club in America. Mm. Practically none of his fellow owners want him around. Man. Don Vanetta, thank you again for your reporting. Thanks, Pablo. 
I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>